We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left, did you see this? Uh, Rick Spielman, former GM of the Minnesota Vikings. Since we're about to transition to quarterbacks, he was on a podcast and he said he would take Caleb Williams over every quarterback except one. I want you to check this out. Check this out, L Nation. Draft class, Caleb is the first quarterback taken, right? Yes. The, the one before that, Trevon Walker went first, so certainly there. What about 2021 when Trevor Lawrence went first? You taking Trevor or Caleb? Caleb. 2020, Joe Burrow or Caleb? Caleb. 2019's Kyler, you're taking Caleb there. 2018's Baker, you're taking Caleb there. So you probably have to go back to, I'll go to 2012, Andrew Luck or Caleb? That's a that's a toss-up for me. Because wow. I thought Andrew Luck was one of those generational franchise quarterbacks. But I would be real close, but I would probably go with Luck just ahead of Caleb. But right there, A1A and 1B. 1998, who you got? Peyton or Caleb? Caleb. Over Peyton? Peyton was a, back then, that was in vogue, the pocket passer. Caleb, the notch up just because of the athleticism. 1983, but, you were in your 20th year in the league by then. L.A. <laughs> or Caleb? Oh, they're similar type players, too. Caleb, oh, my God, you're going back. Like, I, I went on. That's Dan Marino calling you. Fam, look, man, I, I, I could put him on a petty train. Dude, I love Caleb Williams, bro. I think I've been up front with that plenty of times, right? This is what I don't like about this whole discussion. And I've been very outspoken on this. I don't have to campaign for Caleb Williams, bro. He's done it on the field. See, that dude, that's one of the greatest lessons about Jesus to me, bro. When they asked him, yo, who are you? And he responded, who do men say that I am? Don't worry about what I say about myself. What are the people saying about me? What are the people saying? It's like, dude, Caleb, his career has spoken for itself. Everybody trying to critique, pull out one game, do all this stuff, talk about fingernails. Nobody care about fingernails, dude. Can't you spin the ball? How do you spin that pig? That's what matters. How are you going to spin that pig on Sundays? I don't care if you got red paint on, green paint on. How do you spin that pig on Sundays, right? And I'll say this, dude. And I talked to Brian Driscoll about this yesterday, and he, he flat out agreed. Drake May has not been impressive this year. He hasn't, but nobody wants to talk about it. There have been no national stories about Drake May. Go look at his stats, because everybody talks about how Caleb's stats have dropped. Go look at Drake May's stats. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I've I've been quoted of already saying that he's the most highly rated, undermentioned, flying under the radar, least media attention, top prospect that I've ever seen because not only does he not get too much bad criticism, he gets no criticisms. He only gets placed at the 1A, 1B level of top quarterback prospects since the beginning of the last year. And... You you watching him on Saturday every night and watching them lose, watching them lose tight ones where he should win or him throwing too many picks or not playing as well as last year. And it's just like they're just, oh, it's all good. He's the number two pick. I'm like, wait a minute. Where is the any criticisms? Because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he may have won one game better than Caleb this year. Drake May hasn't won the Heisman, wasn't invited to New York the last two years. Right. But he's the number two prospect of quarterback draft class. How? I believe that he did. the brother's talented, but he deserves some type of attention to where That's Caleb has received zero, everything. Zero criticism, bro. Almost like I've we never have to seen keep, it. We have to keep him up here. We, like I've never seen it. Like I've never seen anything. Right. Like you like want to talk about it's a viable question. If I was the GM and I had to go work out Drake May and Jaden Daniels. I'm, that's a viable – I do. I really need to sit down and look at this. This is not a foregone conclusion that he's better than Jaden Daniels. It's not. Where? But, but people will have you believe, like, oh, he's he's top two. No, no, no yeah, it's question. Just, it, yeah, that's the thing. It's just top two, no question. But you don't yeah. get no criticisms at all? At, at all. And Rick and Spielman, I mean, like – Look, Rick Spielman is out of his mind. I'm not taking – I'm not taking – look. Because we're, we're keeping everything in context. In context. Who are you not based taking? Upon, I wouldn't take Caleb, dude. I wouldn't take Caleb Mom. over Pat Mahomes. But that's that's like... It's like hindsight. Like it's hard. It's like the Peyton Manning but Let's be honest. If I compare Caleb to what Deshaun... What I saw Deshaun Watson do against Alabama two years in a row... That's a that's a viable debate. Like Rick Spielman is making it seem like, oh, it's this dude is just the greatest thing ever. And that's the other side of the coin with Caleb. That needs to stop, man. This whole either he's the greatest thing since sliced bread or he's he sucks. Like no one has context and objectivity when it comes to the court. And Rick Spielman has failed considerably at evaluating the quarterback position during his time as a GM. 
which is why I hope because he is helping the Washington Commanders with their situations as far as getting a GM and also looking at quarterbacks. And I hope, I hope and pray he tells the Washington Commanders, look, man, you have to do everything you can to get Caleb Williams. Okay, give the Bears three first-round picks. I hope he tells the commanders, do whatever you got to do to go get that number one pick. Three. Come, three. Three. I need three. Give me three. Give me three. This year, next year, and the year after that. And you can have them. You can have Caleb Williams. I don't know if they're going to do three. Let, I don't know if they're going to do three. If, if Rick Spielman is talking like this, and he's the one helping the commanders, he, you know who he wants. He just told the whole world who the commanders want. He just told the whole world. The, the owner different than the GM. Okay. So you don't think Magic wants a superstar? Caleb Williams ain't nothing but Magic Johnson on grass. That's all he is. He's showtime on grass. You know it. You I know think it, uh, Magic Johnson just getting that passive income. You know, he saw a good investment opportunity. His brother don't know but nothing Josh, about Josh football. Harris, Josh Harris is looking for a star as well. No, I believe they definitely need to start in Washington, like a Robert Griffin level impact rookie. And they year. had one. <laughs> if RG3 didn't get hurt, that's yeah. just bad luck. They have one. And, and DC deserves, I mean, they need to fix that grass, yeah. but DC deserves yeah. something like that. And I think Caleb obviously is a perfect fit. He's from there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those type of hometown stories don't always work like Joe Burrow. So I do think that it'll be an interesting draft, but the Drake May thing is a is a phenomenon in the media. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenon. Like I've never seen. Like I've really never. Seen, at least Trevor Lawrence went thirty three and one, and his That's what I'm saying. And his criticism went to well, he just so nonchalant. We don't know if he cared. That's criticism. I have heard nothing on Drake May. I've heard more about Drake May's uh, relation to his brother at North Carolina than I've heard anything of, of a negative. I have Do you know anything negative they've said about him? Ladies they don't talk gentlemen. about his interceptions. They don't talk about him losing games. They don't talk about him not being no Heisman, having won nothing, hasn't won the a- ACC. He's just the number two prospect automatically. That's. But Caleb, they didn't talk about Caleb's fingernails. They still floating around the story that he wants ownership of half of the franchise. They running with some crazy stories with Caleb. And Caleb got commercials. He At least he won the Heisman. Drake right. may have won nothing. He hadn't even played for the ACC championship. And he's just the automatic number two, possibly number one, to some people out here in the media. Quarterback prospect. He not Jane Daniels don't get no love over him. Michael Penix don't get no love over him. Bo Nix don't even Bo. Now they they boosting Bo now. Dude, he said he would take Caleb over Joe Burrow. But you didn't know Joe Burrow was gonna do that rookie year though. I watched Joe Burrow. I watched Joe Burrow at LSU. I know that. True. I watched him at LSU. I know that. But Jane Daniels did better. So what are we saying? Okay, I see what you because you're bringing in the running aspect. Well, I mean, I think individually did better. I think Joe Burrow had a better team. Yeah, you know, defensively had a better offense, had a better uh, coaching staff. But you know, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's a good point, love. It's interesting. That's why I say, man, the the conversation surrounding the quarterback position in football 
lacks so much context, dude, because people just go one side or the other. And if you're not willing to look at facts and have context, it's like, dude, I said, dude, I love Caleb Williams, but I'm not going over the top calling this dude the greatest prospect doing all of that. And I'm not saying silly stuff like this dude soft. They said, dude, you don't even know the dude. You don't know him. Like, you can't make an honest, uh, you can't. You're giving your opinion based upon stuff. If you want to give your opinion on somebody, do you know what I mean? People, dude, I think dudes that wear hoop earrings are soft. I can say that. That's my personal opinion. So if I, I see mean, corner, to get it to get the man down to his fingernails, yeah, it's corny. It's, it's corny because you, know, you don't know him, dude. You don't know him. You don't know him. And somebody said Lincoln Riley. Look, honestly, I don't know if Lincoln Riley quarterbacks have won a championship, but I'll say this. Um, Lincoln Riley has two quarterbacks in the playoffs this year, and his quarterbacks go number one. I don't believe in that system quarterback stuff, bro, because they said Texas Texas Tech quarterbacks couldn't come to the NFL and be good coming out of that system at Texas Tech. Well, the best quarterback in the NFL is from Texas Tech. So everything is individual. It's about the individual, dude. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Love, go ahead, man. Break down what you want to see come this spring from every quarterback in the Notre Dame quarterback room. Let's start with the youngsters. What do you want to see from C.J. Carr coming in as the new guy, Left? Well, from C.J. Carr, um, I really want to see how he poses himself as the up-and-coming guy. You know, a lot of times in the program, when teams have a guy that they know is going to be good, whenever he gets his chance, CJ needs to form that idea. I think we lost Left. Left was talking about he wants CJ Carr to come in and begin to form his identity. Uh, I, I I think I know where he was going. His identity in that locker room. You don't. You can become a leader before you actually get the C on your chest in the program. And I think that's something that CJ Carr needs to do. Go ahead, pick up. Yeah, talking so, about his uh, identity. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he needs to form that identity that the, the building feels good of when he gets in, he's going to take off. He's already got the it factor, the likability where people feel good about him. But he mm-hmm. needs to build that within practice, within those scout team reps his first year to really build that foundation that, man, we like what we have starting. But in a year, if CJ gets his turn, he's going to take off. That's what I would want to see. So, you know, whether that's, you know, Gino Gadulli and Marcus Freeman talking about him in the press conferences or seeing clips in practice of him doing well or his teammates speaking highly about how he's making guys better, that inches you closer to, you know, when you get in in the season, for whatever reason, you're not surprising nobody. And people feel confident when you step in that for the first time, whether it's because somebody got injured or you're starting for the first time because we're not doing well. The team can rally behind a guy, even if they don't know if he's uh, going to pan out, but they've seen all the steps taken to make them feel confident going out there with him. So that's just a diligent thing, you know, working on being the guy when you're not the guy, which is a good place to be coming in considering your time to play should be by the end of the year. So I think that's something to look forward to. All right, Kenny Minchie, what do you want to see from Kenny Minchie? I want to see him be, you know, one throw away ready and be and be the be the dude. You know, I know we got guys in, but his persona should be like he is the guy. He is the starter every day and that every time he gets this opportunity, he's got to 
put on a performance to where they're going to make it hard not to play him. And I think that's going to come through uh, early on. So you got to start fast and impress Marcus Freeman early that this may be competition, even though it may not initially be considering we paying a dude to play. But it should be an impact to where early on in the year, if things don't go right or if we're blowing teams out, he's the first call. He's the answer for whenever the main quarterback at the time isn't available. He needs to be the guy that, without question, he's warming up on the sideline or plugging in. And until he gets to play, a lot of his expectation is pushing the guy that's starting, not giving him any type of breaks in terms of him getting comfortable. Because I think right now, creating that competition in the room in terms of, you know, keeping guys on their toes with their performance is something that needs to be a standard set to promote a better showing week to week. I think that's the easiest position to get lazy at because, you know, there's only one guy playing. Everybody becomes kind of like your co-worker, your best friend because they've settled into what the the depth chart is because you don't just replace quarterbacks play to play week to week. So you, you kind of form a support group with that. So I think pushing competition early on is going to help guys get and develop better. But also know that there's guys coming in the, in the tank that they going to have to play at some point. You don't want to be in the way of that. All right, let's move up to Steve Angeli, someone that a lot of people feel like, yo, it is due the chance to really compete, start for the Fighting Irish. What do you want to see from – we've already seen improvement during the 23 season. Gino Gadouli did a really good job with Steve Angeli. What do you want to see from the kid out of New Jersey? Well, it's really depending on how they're going to allow him to be in there. Obviously, they're not going to promote him to be the star of the team, mm-hmm. which I think your quarterback has to have some of that in there. However, it's just depending on how they're going to play it out, man. It's, it's, he's the more, the most transferable guy in the room. I think he has the most justified case of leaving. Uh, other than that, I would have a conversation with Marcus Freeman and say, what are we doing here? Are we just giving it to him? Am I quote-unquote fake pushing him? What do we do? Because I don't feel like at this point we're paying anybody to just come and not play. You know, so there's a little more insurances behind Riley coming than it would be four or five years ago how Jack came. You know, yeah. When Jack came, it was still Tyler's team or Tyler's job to win. I don't think that's the case in this scenario. So outside of transferring, I think just getting a, a plan of action of what is best for him, but also how he can be a value on the team. Because if I'm Marcus Freeman and I'm doing this move, I'm thinking about Kenny. Yeah. Riley and Kenny being one and two. Right. And CJ damn near 2B. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. You don't fit in the equation, all folks. Yeah, let's go. Riley Leonard, man. Big expectations, big expectations, I'm sure, coming from you. But what do you expect and what would you like to see from Riley Leonard this spring? With all things included, he should be trying to work on getting to you early and all. So, yeah, I definitely think Riley Leonard needs to be able to work on his case of being the best quarterback in the nation statistically because it's not much from a win standpoint you're going to prove to me, in my own opinion, about winning in the regular season. I think all these games are very winnable for where we are as a program. So regular season wins aren't going to equate much to me throughout the season. But building your numbers throughout the season would. Having 300-yard ridiculous games, 
highlight plays, moments in the season to be rememberable for the end of the year when they start thinking about awards. That would be my expectation for what you're coming into and what we need from that position at this point. We need a Heisman type of leader, Heisman type of player at the quarterback position to lead us in the playoff system where we don't know. Nobody knows. But to have that strong point being that quarterback, you know, I'll leave that in the dark room. So I think it's important that he keeps in mind his high level of play is not to be good enough. Yeah, we may win, but your numbers have to be contributing to the win. We're not taking no 150 yards passing, 80 yards rushing, and one touchdown, and we beat a team 45 to 20. <laughs> That's You're not adding value. Now, you can get away with it, and a lot of people will. But I'm just saying, from my own opinion, playoffs is what's going to matter. And to really hold a staple in my mind to what the value added to Notre Dame, you got to win two playoff games. Yeah. You win two playoff games, I'll say it's all worth it. I mean, that's the expectation, man. Heavy is the crown for the Notre Dame quarterback. I don't care who you are. So it is what it is. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Thank you for the GTV question, Rob Osgood. With the 12-team playoff coming left and 15 games, do you see, like, in the NBA, players taking games off against weaker teams? Well, for college football, it's not the pros. So, yo – too deep on 90% of teams is not going to win you playoff games if they're playing majority of the time. Yeah. Hell, I say 95% of teams. <laughs> Just imagine if Washington played against Texas with they twos. No Michael yeah. Penix, no – come on. It's, you, you, they probably wouldn't win a game, you know what I mean? Like So yeah. Yeah. it's unlike professional where they all getting paid and they all good. College football is too big to just not be playing your starters in big games. You can probably get away with it in regular season, but not no. You're not taking. If I'm a coach, yeah, I'm not taking no chances resting nobody, even if it was minimal. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Lofton said, "You hitting the gym yet?" Referring to you talking about you were upset about looking at the scale the other day. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm starting with the whole changing of the diet, trying to work on fasting first. Then I'm going to add the workout back. i just been so lazy working. You know, maybe it's to take it off after 20-plus years of working out. kind of feels good not to have to, to do that. get up and work yeah. out at 6 in the morning. But, you know, the discipline, you know, installing that is always good and getting back to that. But definitely it's more of a diet thing. I think if anything, is when it comes to weight, there. it's yeah. a diet thing. Diet First, if it's yeah. like 70 30 diet thing, yeah, because the weightlifting that you know, I mean, lift I can lift in a minute and be big. So, yeah, lucky lucky podcast. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget audio edibles each and every day, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube channel. Hit it up. We have the question of the day up there. YouTube now, in order to be a great coach in Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman House to win how many championships? One, one, two or more. Yeah, come on, let's be honest. One, what are we going to say, two? Because who are you expecting to? Come on now. We ain't got enough. My fault. Go ahead. You know, we we almost had to end it on such a ridiculous question. No, I'm just saying. We almost had to to end it on a ridiculous. Why would we expect more than two? Hey. Come on now. I know know we have our expectations. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Have a great day, man. Make sure you spend it there.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.